Hello, baby girl. Hello. I haven't seen you in a hot second. When's the last time I saw you? Um, five days ago. That's a lot. <laughs> I feel like if I don't see you for like at least twice a week, it feels like I haven't seen you in a long time. We actually had some fun a few days ago. What did we do? Finally, we went out and we socialized. We did. You got me to socialize. Wow. Can we get that on record? <laughs> Can we get a round of applause for me socializing? Yeah, because that never happens. Ever. But you wanted to go. I did. You know, I'm trying to beat the winter blues. Mm. Sound like a true adult. I like it. It's the same concept as when you try to work out to keep your body active during a day that you have nothing else to do right at least do something with your body otherwise you actually end up feeling worse at the end of the day so even though I don't get to see you a lot we talk every single day every day we communicate every single day it got me thinking about the concept of communication how I communicate with you versus how I communicate with other people and how I communicate with my parents and work colleagues and all sorts of things what is communication what is the etymology of the word communicate i just looked this up mm -hmm. i think we can all guess where its origin is and that is that you transmit information it's an exchange of information thoughts feelings nonverbal communication is also behavior yeah, and that's a good point about the nonverbal because notice we didn't say you're transmitting language. Yeah. You're transmitting instead an idea, mm -hmm. information, the point you're trying to get across. Yeah. In every single aspect of our lives, I feel like there isn't even one instance I can personally think of where communication is not required. Can you? Unless you're on a remote island by yourself. Yeah. I mean, you would have communicated beforehand to people that you were going there so they don't report you missing. <laughs> people go to live off grid. That's it. That comes back to the origins of communication. You're living off the communication grid purposely. If you're communicating with your pet, I know this sounds good. We're going to please don't think I'm crazy. <laughs> but if you're communicating with your pet, because I talk, I talk to my hunsies, my hunts all the time. I'm talking to him. He's talking to me, right? When he barks at the window, he wants to go out. He's communicating. So there, there is every aspect of my life includes so, some form of communication. Yeah, because even if you're on that remote island and you're hunting for food by yourself, I guess you could say that you part of that is probably having to communicate with the wildlife around you. Yeah. Whether it's you baiting uh, another animal. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. still trying to get something across to another species. So being, yeah. yeah, exactly. If you take away our ability to communicate with our friends, with our loved ones, with our colleagues, with our pets, what would happen because even back god knows when they had sign language like they they had symbols as a form of communication like this communication for human beings any species might must date back thousands and thousands of years ago 
I wonder what it was like to live inside your own head before language was invented. Because as you're saying that, I'm just picturing how hieroglyphics were invented because mm -hmm. they were trying to communicate to others the idea that was in their head. So at some point, humans had to develop the idea of hunting in their head, right? Yeah. So what was that like in there? I mean, that's just an aside, but now I'm just curious about that. Yeah. <laughs> their own inner dialogue, <laughs> how that was formed so that then they would have to say, okay, how do I explain this to this other things standing in front of me just as you would nowadays where yeah. you're trying to communicate with your pet dog and you're trying to like do I, I do dances and <laughs> I'm like a monkey dancing in front of my dog sometimes trying to get him yeah. to like do what I need him to do but at least I have my own inner dialogue going about what that is but I guess at some point during evolution they didn't even have that going what was going on in their own heads i have no idea <laughs> but then they came up with pictures right they were drawing yeah. symbols and pictures and i know in some of the museum they have artifacts and displays of a spear and then like a picture of a lion or like a cat shape thing it's incredible that in their mind they felt the urge the need to say i'm i want to i want to transmit this information to you yeah i think you just answered it right there so in their heads the dialogue that was happening was actually in imagery mm -hmm. they would say to themselves i need elephant to get to water and instead of words yeah. in their head it was the picture of an elephant yeah getting to water Take a step back. Why did they have well, the urge to even? That's just straight instinct. Right. Mammal instinct. Yeah. Have you ever gone into like an argument or a discussion with someone? The person might have had a valid point, but because of the way they spoke, because of their tone, the point of the argument was misconstrued or misinterpreted or just completely ignored. Yes. Have you ever been in that situation? I think they call that gaslighting. I think we have that's that's one of our terms. Well, what was coming to me was when I get emotionally invested mm -hmm. in what someone is trying to communicate to me, that's where things can get misconstrued on my end. If a ex-boyfriend is trying to communicate to me why he broke up with me. I'm emotionally invested in that communication because I already have my own ideas about where I wanted that conversation to go and I didn't want it to go there. Mm -hmm. I wanted him to say, I want you back. I love you. Right. And instead he's listing out all the problems with me. It's going to okay. be misconstrued in my head because I'm emotionally invested. Okay. So then your response to him is emotional and so you might have elevated tone you might have let's say some swear words some temper might get in there because you're not getting the response that you want yeah there's two sides to this right there's one the power of of words the power of yes the power of no the power of i love you every single word that we know has some level of power the way we choose our vocabulary in any conversation, it has such great impact on the way the discussion goes. 
you can message your boss and you say, <laughs> you can say, hi, good morning. I, unfortunately, I'm not feeling very well today. I need to take a day to rest. If there's anything urgent, feel free to let me know. Otherwise, I think I really just need to take the day off. Or you can say, hi, not coming in. I'll see you tomorrow. You've said the exact same point, right? But you've used different words to communicate. So the power of words holds such impact in the way we express our emotions and our intentions. There's a running joke of women in the workplace use too many exclamation points Mm -hmm. with their messages because we're trying to sound nice. We don't mean the words in a mean way. We're trying to keep the conversation light because we want them to know that our intention with our words is not strong Mm -hmm. because I guess we're afraid of coming off as strong because we're afraid of the perception that that holds. Whereas men tend to do the straight up not coming in today. They don't have that same kind of fear. 100% right on the dot of women generally start their emails with, I'm so sorry I got, I'm, you know, I was delayed in responding to this. I'm sorry this slipped. Or you go into a meeting and you're like, you tell your team, I'm sorry, guys. Thanks. You know, thanks for waiting. Whereas a man just never talks like this. Mm -hmm. And we are generalizing, but we are generalizing. Generally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We try to minimize the strength of our words. We, we almost want to appear a little bit weaker. Do you think we intentionally want to appear weaker or do you think it's just innately through generations and generations of gaslighting that we've just kind of changed our language a little bit to? I think at the end of the day, women don't want to impose on people. And so it comes across in the way we communicate through emails Mm -hmm. and the way we communicate through our everyday things because... Mm -hmm. It's not that we want to come across as nice. It's that we have this built-in thing where we don't want to bother people. So everything that we're asking, which is quite frequently in the workplace, is really don't want to bother you to do your job. (laughs) Yeah. But if I could just grab this. And again, it's not we're, we're not trying to come across as fake nice. It's just... We really don't want to impose. We don't want to step on anyone's toes or inconvenience anyone or bother anyone. And I think that's where that built-in evolution thing has happened to us. It's it's that's where the history lies for us. It's 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 interesting because as you're saying this, well, a series of memes come to my mind or in like TikToks, and it's you know when you get a text from a guy, some girls spend like hours responding back so the guy will say hey and her and her best friend will sit there and they're trying to dissect this hey they're trying to say how do I respond do I put a smiley face do I just say hi do I say hey back what do I say for some reason women in general we put such value to the words we use whereas if you ask a guy he's like oh I just I just text. I just typed it. I just sent it. I didn't even, I half the time they don't even know what they said. (laughs) I love it. Did I text her? Wait, like, what did I say? And you're like, 
you you sent me a text saying x y and z and they're like mm-hmm. oh i don't i don't i don't remember that i was out with the boys and i just just sent a message and you're like oh i i love the way can you just can i just think like this imagine how easy life would be where you just didn't put that level of emphasis yeah and i mean you're you're definitely calling me out like i read way too much into especially when it's someone i'm romantically interested in right i read way too much into the tone and the words that they use there was a situation i was in and i i'm pretty sure i was sending you screenshots and saying what do i say and it's a simple (laughs) the crazy part is it's a simple message and they probably mean nothing to it. I was coming to you and I was saying, what do you think he means by this? So put us back in the caveman days. Right. Let's go back to the caveman days. <laughs> <laughs> the hunter gatherers. Can we wear the costume in my head? Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to, to be what's her face for Halloween. Tarzan's girl. <laughs> like, I just want to wear a little burlap skirt and All this right. tiny little burlap thing around my... <laughs> chest that's what, so can cute. we do that well okay that can be our halloween costumes for this year just burlap yeah. coming back to <laughs> coming back to caveman days i'm picturing the hunter gatherers which i guess were the men mm-hmm. did women hunt and gather no i don't think so right so for some reason it was just the men i don't know because women were just more dainty sure mm-hmm. let's say that this makes sense how we evolved because Men just had to get out there and kill the deer and kill the whatever. And they had to just do what it takes to get that done. Mm-hmm. So everything was just like, I do this. I grab the knife. I did build this. <laughs> and then we, and it's just straightforward, right? It's right. Everything is just straightforward. Women, cave women. <laughs> cave, what do we call them? Cave woman? Yeah, yeah I guess cave so. Woman. <laughs> I don't know enough about history. What were cave women doing? Were they just waiting? No, I think they they, they had the kids. Oh, right. Because they they would all take care of each other, right? It wasn't like you were a solo single mom. You had all your other women as like your community. Okay. And so they would maybe go collect the stones for the fire. I don't know. I don't know what they did. So here we go. They were making the home a home. Yeah multiple things to remember and take care of so man went out got meat woman needed to make in a diagram (laughs) women women needed to make sure that man got meat for cave woman cave baby number one cave baby number two cave baby number one is now five years old cave baby number one needs two slabs of meat Mm mm-hmm so caveman, you need to bring home this and this and this. He comes home with just one slab of meat. Not enough. Caveman, Are you talking about your go wife go to the grocery store? Great. Ladies, we can literally to this day. No. How many TikToks have you seen with the man's like, my wife has sent me to the grocery store. I will fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> and then cavewoman says, we have no water for dinner. We need to boil water for... Right. And so she has to send caveman out. Right. So she's got this long, but caveman can't keep going back out and come back with one thing. He's got to go out and get everything Mm -hmm. for dinner. Okay. Who knows how many meals they had it. Let's not get into the details. Okay. (laughs) 
women have evolved from the original state of things where they were required to keep in mind multiple things that needed to happen to get the family to survive. And she provided and communicated these directions to the man so that he could go and just do. Right. Right. And here we are today where man sends text, hey, and women is sitting at home going, does he mean hey lovingly? Does he mean she's just yeah innately trying to decipher and communicate better and she's got multiple things on the go. She's got her future to worry about. She's got her yeah, I, I don't want to waste time. Da, 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 da. This is how this happened. Fast forward to today and our texting and going back to us looking at these texts and not understanding the tones, there's just such a challenge to convey a tone in a text message. There's a challenge of conveying an emotion over text. And so how do we combat this? So that's interesting because language and words typically were communicated through written Right. Yeah. So if we're texting, how do you convey your tone? Because that's one of the biggest things that happen, miscommunications that happen, whether in your professional work or whether in a love relationship or even in friendships where the, the tone of your message or your email is misinterpreted. So but I'm trying to figure out first how we got to caring so much about tone. Would it is it possible that through through time because obviously there was a point in time where we went from face-to-face communication to people writing letters and giving it to the birds to take it and then fast forward to today in our texts there was a time where I'm sure when you received that letter from that bird you were like why is James Leonard the third upset with me (laughs) I think for sure that I think it also could have something to do with the expansion of language we developed homonyms right I haven't used that word since high school I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it still but you guys know what I mean (laughs) just we had to develop a word to describe how we developed words that have multiple meanings and so, yeah, of course we make language complicated and we make communication complicated because of that. But let's take, let's take a very simple word. You got a text from someone and they just wrote H-I. That gives me so much anxiety. <laughs> so, and that's it. They didn't, they didn't say anything else. I don't even respond to you until you follow up. It wasn't followed up with anything else. You're just going to leave me on read? You know, while we're on the subject, you have done this to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, the only reason I have is because sometimes I say hi and I go to type my next message and I get distracted with something that comes up and then there's usually a delay from message one to message two or you're busy with something, so I'm testing, I'm testing. Like, right. is she alive? My hi for you is more like, are you alive? Right. And usually it's... If it's a single high, it's because I haven't talked to you in a few hours. And I'm just making sure you haven't died of like chocolate overdose (laughs) or butter tart (laughs) overdose. (laughs) 
So, so typically, <laughs> if someone just says hi in the workplace over a chat, yeah, I don't even respond because no. I just need to know what are you asking for. Yeah. In a friendship chat, I mean, it plays out between us. Sometimes I'll just open the text and won't respond Which until is, you say something yeah. more. But in romantic partnerships, that could get pretty dicey quickly. Okay. Now, what happens? Switching it up a bit. What happens if Cynthia gets H.I. and a smiley face? Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm getting Ladies, married. When you get that smiley face and it's not a word, right? It's not. Yeah. It's it's you're still saying the same exact thing. You're saying hi. But now you've introduced this fun little thing called tone. And the emotion and because there's a smiley face, the high is no longer high. It's high. <laughs> right? I'm getting giddy just thinking about it. And you're just like, I'm in love. <laughs> I'm in love. I'm straight up in love. I don't even know. It's just this high. fictitious thing that we made high. up. It doesn't even have to be the full emoji, like the actual like Oh, I love face. the two dots and the, the two bracket. dot and the oh. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Yeah. Because now I know your tone. Yeah. But when you say like hi without anything and I have no context to your mood, we could be in war. We, you and I could be in a full out argument yeah. right now and we don't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. We've reduced ourselves to shorter communication means war. Oh, it's terrible. And then hi dot dot dot. It's over. We're yeah. in battle. What do you, <laughs> what, what are we doing? <laughs> Unless, of course, it's our parents and then things just go haywire no, real quick. Yeah. All rules are out the window with them. <laughs> My parents have been on WhatsApp for a long time with us. And it's just like the gifts and like the emojis they send. I'm like, mom, no. What? And sometimes she'll just send a few. The worst text to get from your parents is, can you call me? Oh, God. That's the worst thing to text anyone. If your boyfriend messages you that, do not get yeah. heart attack. It's, it's it's who has died. And I can tell you 100% of the time I have called my mother and it has been a story about her cat <laughs> that she just could not wait to tell me. Oh, that's so great. I love that. What's the cat's name? <laughs> I, I, I zone out. You know what? All her cats are dead now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my god! So one of one of the phone calls was actually the cat died. <laughs> yeah, but I zone out so bad. I just I'm the worst when it comes to my mom. I I fully zone out. That is hilarious. Yeah, I'm cooking dinner. I'm writing emails, and mm. then all you're getting from me is uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I like to always put like a one word question back because then that just lets them talk. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh no way really and then that's another four <laughs> of them just <laughs> or like just repeat the last yeah. letter of their thing like well oh, i went to the opera the opera yeah yeah and then just let them let them they're, and they're like we had such a lovely conversation i do this with everyone by the way everyone that i'm not i just i'm just like i can't this yeah. person is just exhausting me you basically you've left your house yeah. the, the phone's still on the table oh yeah <laughs> the opera <laughs> you go to a movie <laughs> Hey mom, <laughs> still there? Oh yeah, it was just, yeah. You know that Sunday it was lovely. Okay. <laughs> um, what is your style of communication? Do you have one? 
can you give me the parameters I have yeah. to work with? Are are there specific styles of communication? So there's generally three styles of communication: assertive, passive, and aggressive. Wait, before you describe them, I will tell you which one I am. Okay. I believe I am assertive. Okay. Interesting. The assertive communicator is the art of expressing thoughts and feelings confidently yet respectfully. Okay. (laughs) I think I'm that up until the last word. I can. (laughs) Yeah. I can veer off sometimes and become a little disrespectful. Okay. Yeah. So that's assertive. Passive communication is avoiding conflict by not expressing one's thoughts and feelings. The amount of, and I'm so sorry for saying this, men, but the amount of men I know who fall under this category is insane. Yeah, as you're reading this one out, I can absolutely not relate to this. No. I can't even imagine a scenario in which I would not want to express my thoughts and feelings right so it uh, unless I simply don't I don't know if this is about uh, you at all okay story time so I was with someone who was we had moments of tough conflict you went toe to toe well no that's when I had passive communication Mm. because I was I was walking on eggshells because it was it was it was a little bit of a sensitive situation for me and I didn't want to upset him. I didn't understand his his mood swings. To protect myself and to avoid conflict, I had to be passive. My character as a person, I'm not a passive person in general. But I think because I was in like a survival mode, the way I communicated changed. Maybe the way you communicate and your communication style can depend on the life stage or like the phase you are in your life a little bit yeah I'm glad you put it that way because you can't just say people adapt to how other people communicate and where they lack because Mm -hmm. it also depends on your own maturity yeah you may not adapt you may not but your maturity may have taken you to a place where you acknowledge that okay adapting is required here Mm -hmm. I need to survive yeah or I need to in order to get what I need out of the situation maybe survive is a very tense word but in order to come out of this I need to behave this way I need to be a little bit more quiet or I need to be a little bit more aggressive or assertive or whatever so we we just covered assertive communication we covered passive communication And then the very last one is aggressive communication, which is expressing thoughts and feelings in a way that completely disregards the other's emotions. Interesting. (laughs) Why is that interesting? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I just, it's interesting thinking of all the people that I know, Mm -hmm. you can put them in one of these categories for sure. Yeah. Do you think you can put people in one or more categories though? Yeah. In some cases. Yeah. But generally, I can see you being as assertive. I think you are quite respectful. I think the people that exist in one or more categories are people that have a lot of inner conflict. Right. That's a really good way of putting it. They're (laughs) trying not to be their worst selves. So they're bottling it up and and therefore they become the passive. Or they force themselves to be the assertive. They force themselves to acknowledge that they need to be more respectful. 
while also expressing their thoughts and feelings Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think if you're assertive you can also be aggressive between the three categories you can be passive and aggressive you can be passive and assertive but I don't believe you can be assertive and aggressive because assertive you're expressing yourself confidently it actually it the assertive part holds a little bit of empathy in there doesn't it because you're still respectful of the other person but you're able to communicate confidently of your own thoughts and feelings that's why I said I think it's people who have a lot of inner conflict because I think it is possible to rehabilitate yourself Mm -hmm. to become more empathetic and therefore you could start out as aggressive but try to enforce some assertive by instilling empathy in yourself right. I mean I think it's possible to rehabilitate yourself for 100%. sure I, I especially especially when it comes to communication especially well, first of all in most things I think one of our the greatest things humans have is our, our ability to develop and our ability to learn and if we want to if we want to we can and so someone who has temper issues some per- someone who wants to change those aggressive communication styles and they want to make themselves better by becoming more assertive, they can change. As you said, they can adapt, they can learn. But then maybe there are moments that kind of fall back to old habits. Yeah, I'm picturing people who are trying to rehabilitate people with anger issues and they always <laughs> say, use your words. <laughs> but that doesn't always mean good words Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. and then I keep coming back to that guy who launched himself over the judges table (laughs) if you would have said to him use your words would that have (laughs) helped probably not he probably would have just sat there and cussed her out yeah there still needs to be a level of maturity Mm -hmm. to bring yourself into a more empathetic category isn't it funny how much we value good communication as part of being a successful human being there isn't much you can do in life you can't love properly you can't be in a healthy relationship you can't be in a healthy parent child relationship you can't be in a healthy boss employee or if you're the employee to your boss relationship friends I'm even thinking of jobs that don't require you to be an extrovert such Mm -hmm. as let's say a graphic designer for a game right even that requires you to at bare minimum understand communication in a Mm -hmm. proper way because you need to be able to understand what your boss is trying to communicate for you to do so maybe you aren't the best communicator maybe you don't have the best language base yourself and that's why you're in graphic design you just know how to communicate with imagery and design yeah creative outlets right but you still have to be able to take direction which is part of communication yes right active listening is part of communication yeah it's yeah it's it's interesting how much value we put on that if we put such value on it as as successful adults why isn't it part of like our education system? Well, English you know, class exists. No, but in English class, you're not learning how to communicate. You're writing essays. But basic conversation, the intent of the conversations, your tone. It's so important when even when you do TikTok videos, the most recent one that you did, you were talking about the idea of, of perfection 
And does it exist? And even in your TikTok video, you increased your tone. You went more mm. high pitch. You brought your tone lower. You softened it. You made it more assertive in certain areas. That's part of communication. It's part of speech. But that's actually when you're an adult, it's one of the most useful things to know. Whether you're in an interview or you're speaking just to a colleague, you're speaking to a boss, you're doing a presentation. These are skills we need to start teaching kids at a young age. I think people learn it from their parents and they absorb it through their environment. Jeez. And now we know why the human race is so <laughs> awful. Just bad parenting. <laughs> Oh, we don't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> what does communication look like in dating? Is being clear, honest, is that part of communication? I think people don't put enough value and priority in communication because they don't understand the value of communication going into romantic relationships. Mm hmm to begin so with what does communicating in a relationship look like is it about honest communication is it about clear communication is it about having like more active listening more empathy is that all part of what some of the things that are required in a romantic all of the above clear communication is very important mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people don't do it well because they're afraid of the outcome if right. they assert themselves with clear communication about their wants and needs. Mm -hmm. They're too afraid of the outcome is rejection. And is so they start out things on the wrong foot by not being clear to begin with. Mm -hmm. And that has a trickle effect down to trust. Right. Because then the other person's going to have a perception of them once things become clearer, because mm -hmm. they always do. Yeah that they were misled when more often than not, it's not the person's intentions. They were just trying to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. So again, you get into this trickle down effect of there was no priority put on clear communication. Then the trust fell through. The honest communication wasn't present because right. they were both trying to protect themselves. They were both trying to guess what the other person was saying to them. There was lack of transparency, which then, as you said, it kind of trickles down to it impacting the trust. Everything we just said, all these points, I think are also relevant to friendships as well. If you have a girlfriend or a guy friend who's withholding information from you or who un knows something about you and just isn't saying something or has gone on a date with a guy and just decided not to tell you for whatever reason, it's kind of picking away at that trust part of it doesn't it a little bit even something as small as not telling me I've mustard on my face yeah it symbolizes to me that you don't care about mm. my embarrassment you care more about your own embarrassment with having to point it out to me yeah that's such a good way of putting it. But a lot of that has to do with maturity. I mean, I can't fault people because, you know, a lot of us are like this. We, we're, a lot of us are introverts and we don't want to mm. get in people's way. We don't want to be the person to say like, hey, you have ketchup on your nose. Yeah. And some people literally aren't comfortable doing that. Mm. But I think the more you mature, the more understanding you have of the other person's perception. So I now am at an age where I understand this is going to impact 
you mm-hmm. and your perception of me. So I better say something because I do care. Yeah. And it's, you know, and the the whole like mustard on your face, it's not going back to nonverbal communication and going back to the tones and the words you choose. I, you don't have to be an absolute bitch and say, ew, you have mustard on your face or whatever. But you can in a kind way, hey, just quietly, hey, babe just you got a little sometimes I don't even have to use the words we'll we can look at each other and just be like just and then you know you remove it but going back to what you're saying maybe that is part of maturing on the flip side throwing jabs at each other is actually a way men show love for each other that is very true and so I can see how they naturally evolve their tones into what it's out of love but it's not backhanded jabs it's not the same type of jabs and insults as the way women do it right it's just straightforward jabs like if you got mustard on your face and you're with a guy friend they'll be like oh cynthia clean that shit up yeah right yeah or like if they don't like your outfit they're like what are you what in the world are you wearing They're just straight up about it. They don't come cute top. Where did you get it from? They're not, they're not bitchy. Yeah. This is why I like them. Yeah. They're just straight shooters. And by the way, I love your outfit. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of my favorite tops you have. (laughs) Guys, her top is like a guitar and it, when you do it, yeah, it changes color. Sit here all day. That I was... The first time I saw her wearing that top, I was just feeling her the whole time. <laughs> it was just like up and down. And I think people imagery. I think this is when she stopped being my friend. <laughs> she was like, I, she pretended to have OCD and she's like, <laughs> keep two meters away from me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would be the worst pregnant person because it's not that I don't want people touching my belly because... I don't want them getting intimate with me. It's because I don't want your hands Ew. on me. Yeah. It's a germ thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want people to, you see, I don't even have OCD and I still would disp- like, why are you touching me? I'm not a, I, I, don't pet me. Yeah. But I think your reason is a little bit different than mine. That's our reasoning is different. Yeah. But I'm saying whatever your reason is, I feel so bad for women who are pregs and they just get rubbed. Okay. So that right there, the way you just said that, why are you touching me? So how would you communicate that in the real world to not offend them? I would keep my distance. <laughs> yeah. I would have same. non, I would do a nonverbal way of communicating. It's like, you know, when you don't want to shake someone's hand, you keep your hands, arms closed. Yeah. So you show through body language, you show discomfort or like distance. I am the best at that. I just carry things in both hands. Right. Like even if I can carry them in one hand, I'll purposely put things in both my hands right and then and you're like oh yeah oh sorry <laughs> hands are full yeah you know what's the funniest when you're always leaving a meeting and like people the timing of the handshake is off oh. from like, it's just <laughs> so awkward but i die for awkward moments when i yeah. when i'm aware of them i like calling awkward moments out right i'm that person yeah and i enjoy yeah because it's it's fun we yeah we gotta laugh at ourselves yeah, well, because we have a lot of security, right? 
I mean, some people I don't I thought you were about it. to finish that sentence with, we have a lot of security issues. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for the issues. <laughs> no, but it's true. I guess you could look at it as that. We're trying to make light of a situation, make everyone comfortable. Right. I mean, yeah, I guess that is a form of insecurity. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah, it could be. We're like, please don't think it was uncomfortable. Yeah. It was a really great meeting. <laughs> yeah. True, true. Takeaways from our communication. How does someone listening to this become better at communicating or I need to clearly learn how to communicate (laughs) I mean I had never really thought about it before but I think that it largely comes down to empathy Mm. because anytime I'm trying to teach someone how to better communicate my go-to is put yourself in their shoes right how would you receive this I think empathy is a has yeah I think that's a really good point hard to teach empathy it's hard to teach it so maybe what are like the baby steps they can do to get there so like maybe sometimes if you're actually not there yet maybe just repeating what they're saying I would making s- them feel heard I would say if you find yourself more often than not in situations where the other person or where you feel that the other person is not getting your points correct, then you need to sit down with yourself and assess how you are communicating. Right. Because I think we all have to do this, Mm -hmm. but maybe more so you than others, because it seems to be that then you may be the problem in this equation. Right. You may not be communicating effectively. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a that's a really good point. And oftentimes when there's ever miscommunication or tension in a conversation, one of my favorite things to say is, I'm so sorry, I probably miscommunicated. Mm-hmm. Or I, I could have communicated this better. It's on me to make sure my intent is communicated correctly to you. That's on me. And so part of being a good communicator, part of being empathetic is understanding that you didn't understand. And so, you know, going back to the power of words, oftentimes you can also identify that through the power of no. So ask questions that are actually disagreeing with you. You know, oh, so you like cake knowing well you don't like cake because when you say no to me, then I have your attention now. So now you're like, so what's the next sentence that comes out of her mouth? Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, okay, so you don't like cake. Are there other sweets that you like? Oftentimes getting understanding what people don't want or understanding that there is a misunderstanding and what they've misunderstood about is your next step to clear communication. I also think that just because you're comfortable with someone Mm -hmm. It should not excuse you from communicating effectively. Thank you. You walked into this house to film. You were wearing a skirt that we would normally go out in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Guys, I don't even have a date or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and we had communicated before filming yeah. that we both could have miscommunicated before this. Mm-hmm. Because we hadn't definitively decided if we were going out tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. But we were leaning toward tomorrow. That's true. So when you came in this house, you walked in the door. My first thing that I said to you was, why are you wearing a skirt? And I said it exactly like that. And I said it that way because I'm comfortable with you and you Mm. know me and you know I don't mean anything by that. Yeah. I'm not trying to insult you Mm -hmm. and your choice 
of attire yeah. for the tonight. She was I'm, just trying to tell me I have an ugly outfit on. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even trying to call you like an idiot for yeah. not understanding our communication beforehand. It was just the first thing that I said because I was trying to communicate my feelings of like, well, hold, hold on. Yeah. We're not going out, right? Yeah. And and because I know you, yeah. that's what I picked in. Your tone was more of a question, questioning the, did I... Did I miss something? What if, What did I miss? Yeah. Like, why, why are you wearing that skirt? And it's like, if someone shows up, if you've cooked dinner and someone shows up with takeout and you're like, why do you have takeout? Yeah. I, so, I told you I'm making dinner. Like what? <laughs> yeah. Now, so with us, it's fine. But you put that in a romantic relationship. Even if you've been together for five years, you have that same conversation mm-hmm. on a repetition basis mm-hmm. where you keep disregarding yeah. the proper tone to use that's going to have a long-term impact. Yeah. That's going to have an impact of the other person going, wow, they're, they're continually putting me down. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Cause if, if I take the scenario you just said, and I kind of put a guy in there and I walk into the house and the guy's like, why are you wearing that skirt? My, my interpretation of that question would not be, oh, he's just mis questioning why I'm wearing that he's questioning my outfit and yeah. I don't like his first thought should be damn babe you look hot exactly so, yeah it's again guys see this is this is what made me want to talk about communication because it's, it's insane you've said the same sentence but because you're saying it to in a different context yep. and to someone else it's completely different it means so much more in yep. different contexts yeah well well so I am sorry for not communicating it properly. Can I get that in a text with an emoji? <laughs> uh, we will go out, but not this evening. I feel like I'm a kid. <laughs> we will go out tomorrow. Sweetheart, if you behave tonight, <laughs> mommy will take you out tomorrow. <laughs> and there you go, guys. Communication. It's important. Do it.